Alrighty. It's a new episode of a podcast with Jordan Haas. Welcome to Podcast Run Haas. I'm your host, Run Haas. It's the Ramble Show. We like to ramble on this show. Anyway, how are you doing? I'm a little tired, but, you know, hanging in there. Um, so, this week, it's, um, it's a ramble show because I just... I don't have a plan for this episode. Normally, I do. Um, so, this week, Jackbox Party Pack 10 is out, the 10th anniversary of the Jackbox Party Pack, uh, and I, I think I've said this multiple times, and I, I, I want to continue <laughs> beating into a, 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 a same opinion, shall we say. Uh, Jackbox is one of my favorite game franchises. I just enjoy it because of its ability to modernize what was originally the Uno Jack back in the 90s, which was an interactive party game. They took that formula and, and added with the addition of smartphones. And now they can adapt to things like Fibbage and TKO. And while I appreciate that and I love that, the more I play a Jackbox Party Pack game, the more it feels stagnant, or it feels like I am just not welcome into that universe anymore. Because to me, it feels like the Jackbox game is no longer a, uh, hey, invite friends over to your house and play some of these weird games, like you're having a party, like, you know, Monopoly or something. And it's no longer a, let's go into my group chat of like six friends and let's just hang out and play Jackbox for a night. It's now become more of a Twitch stream influencer and let's just do this because, you know, it'll be fun to interact with my audience. Kind of thing. And I mean, that is one aspect you can go off of. Streamer culture is growing. Uh, but it, to me, it just feels like um, you're just doing subscription fodder. And in this, and I, I keep bringing this up, I hate the way we are handling a lot of media consumption these days. It is consume, vomit, and then consume, vomit. And it just seems like a lot of these days, a lot of content, I'm putting in air quotes, is not meant to be enjoyed. It's meant to be just thrown away immediately after use. Uh, a lot of video games, you're there for your two hours, and then that's it. Or it's a 40-hour game, and then you're done. Then if you're going to do replayability, well, it has to be, you know, with new map packs or an online feature or something like Fortnite that's always on. And it's not necessarily a you can enjoy time and, and time back and forth, and then you can just, you know, be done with it. Um, you know, like, a, like an old sports game. I'll, I'll, 
I, I know a lot of people uh, with sports games, it's just like a, it, it's sort of like a you have to play the trading card bullshit thing now. I hate that. But I mean, like, remember think like the 90s? I hate to say, remember the 90s and 2000s? But before the trading card bullshit happened, it was kind of like a you could play a season mode with your favorite team and you play about 40 games and then you're done. That's your season campaign mode. And you can amplify it to be a whole nine innings in baseball or 15 minutes in football. It, it, it fit. And then you can make it more arcade with NBA Jam or Blitz. And then you would learn new codes and see new things. And that, that brought a new element to these games. And with something like... Um, what we see nowadays, DLC has to be a feature. You have to do all sorts of weird content to add more money and excitement to these games. It just... I'm glad that Jackbox doesn't do that, to be honest. They could have easily have said, well, for five bucks, you can get another, like, pack of questions and easily have made more money. Um, but it, it just doesn't... F I don't know if it's the vibe... You have to, first of all, I think you need like a multi-pack. I think it would be bigger if you could do like a load every Jackbox game into one simple EXE file executable. Uh, and something that is more of in line with like having fun with these games. Because what, when I, I enjoy playing a lot of trivia and all of the comedy games. I, I think in an alternate universe, one that is not felt with grief and sorrow in the recent history, um, I, I would probably be doing a lot of Jackbox streaming, and I mean a fuck ton of Jackbox, uh, and rotate that around and just be a big ambassador for these games, even though I'm pretty sure but in doing so, I will only get maybe two views. Or three viewers and, and just not have that big audience which is what Jackbox wants they want the large audiences a lot of the features they push is like you can play with all eight friends and an audience of over 10,000 which is a fucking convention circuit that's not necessarily what I do I don't think a lot of people can. I, I think uh, in terms of a Jackbox, it's it's okay. But, um... It, I don't think I can play all those games. If I bought the Jackbox Party Pack 10, I would have to... First of all, just in game night, try and coordinate a time to friends to hope I have enough to reach the quota to play any of these games. And then three... Like, make sure I, I keep it for the next time. The five games in this uh, party, party pack, we'll be talking about them today, like a game review show. TKO 2 is one of the games, and essentially it's just TKO the original, but now with more colors and designs. And to me, that's one of the more flawless Jackbox games because it's essentially a cooperative, funny game. You can draw dumb shit. You can say dumb shit, which is what most Jackbox games are. You draw something stupid or you write something stupid. And then you can put the two and two together to make a really dumb shirt. And I think that's always very fun. Um, to me, that, that that's that's one that I'm excited about. Uh, that's the one game I'm most uh, ambitious for. Next is Fixie Text, which is like a word spuddy kind of game or a job job. 
where uh, you basically have to work as a team to write something that's very funny. I, I don't know how I feel about this one because Fixie Text just, I've seen gameplay and I haven't laughed. Normally I look at a game and I go, oh, I can see the appeal. I, I haven't yet with this, other than somebody being a real asshole and writing poop, 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 and that's it. And like, that's all you can really do in, in, in a Jackbox setting for Fixie Text, is you can be an agent of chaos and be a complete asshole. Which tells me this is a words, but I feel like that's going to be a big bust, but I could be wrong. I mean, it could be along the same lines as Dictionarium. Like, it's a smart game if done correctly, but no one wants to play it smart. They want to play stupid. Uh, Time Jinx is a trivia game based on history, uh, but the catch is that some of the prompts are in the future. So it's a history game about the year, like, 2062. And I like the kind of chaos of uh, Time Jinx. Uh, of all the new games, it's the one I'm most excited for because of its trivia nature. Plus, it's a one-player game, so I don't feel out of the loop in playing it, uh, if I ever do. Um, also, there's a bit of interesting uh, things with it. Uh, Hypnotorious is uh, essentially kind of like what they were going with on um, the reality show one. They had they had the reality show game last year, uh, where everyone had to play a role and do. They got to do that too, except this time you're hypnotized and you have to be a unique identity, and then ask questions as if you were that identity, which is basically intro to improv comedy. It's an improv game. So you are a dog, and you're gonna say, what would you do in the park? And you have to say it as a dog, so sniff a butthole, or lick a fire hydrant, or piss on a fire hydrant, and that's that's it. Hey, it's funny. Um, I think it's okay. I think there's a cleverness to the game uh, that could work, because it's basically kind of like a, a mole type situation. I want to see how that plays out more and more because all the previews I've gotten, it's kind of okay. But I think that might be a, a, a new favorite. Uh, and then Dodo Raimi is a rhythm game with birds. And I think that's clever. That's a nice non-comedy game to play. Uh, I don't know how to feel necessarily about that because music rhythm games, especially on smartphones, don't really do well when you have to pair it and sync it up to a TV or in a Zoom call or in a Discord. Speaking from experience with someone who gets called a cheater every time I win, uh, you don't know Jack when it comes time to a Jack attack. Uh, so I, I think that one's a good little fun gimmick game, but it feels like three of the games are just, eh? One's a cool trivia and one's TKO. So I, I'm, I'm on the fence of a lot of it because yeah, I don't necessarily know uh, what to really do with, with some of those Jackbox games. Additionally, I think this week uh, Sonic is out, the new Sonic game, and the new Mario game where he's a fucking elephant. Why do you want an elephant? I don't know. But it's, it's there. Um, but there's really nothing for me going right now uh, in games. Uh, I haven't played Starfield yet. I haven't played Starfield. I bet it's a fun game. 
but I'm barely on this computer to get the most out of it. I, I, I feel out of the loop in gaming, which is kind of weird, if that makes sense. Um, as somebody who likes video games this year, because of what's been happening, I've played the least amount of video games. I'm sure people are playing Baldur's Gate right now and having fun with it. I, I feel like I, this is the most third-person review I've ever been in the history of gaming. I, I, I feel like I, I don't play games, and it's like, but I like the entertainment value of video games. It's, it's very weird. And I don't, and it's not me. The problem is, it is not me. If I had free time, I could do it. If I had any time to do it, I would. Um, however, I guess, thankfully, on the side gig of being a leading uh, game show reviewer and game show critic and, and uh, latest in the world of game shows as a TV guy, um, I get to talk about game shows. And that's fun, alright? I get to talk game shows on a podcast sometimes. And now I can finally say this. You guys didn't see the Naked Attraction video? I did a whole review of Naked Attraction like five years ago. It gets annoyed if it's like... Look, I know I don't put that much effort in these things, but I tried to make it a mission to cover every fucking game show. I make it so... If you listen to any episode, you could probably connect the dots into the next and see where I come from with most game shows. The last two episodes are all review shows, which maybe aren't necessarily the deep dives as people would want. But uh, last week was uh, Snake Oil. This week we have Lotria Loka and Ray the Cage. Uh, I like. I. 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 I'm tr- I hope this episode is up by the time the game shows reviews up. I like Raid the Cage. I wish it had more money or a better set to show it up and all, and just throw money at it. I think it needs money, but budgetary reasons, maybe that's the reason. Um, but I just, I, to me, that's that's the big flaw. In uh, Loteria Loca, I like a lot. I, I love a luck-based game show, and Loteria is one of the best bingo games out there. Um, but... <laughs> I just, I, I, they, they have outdated casting for contestants, or maybe that's the intent. And when half the Loteria games involve trivia and they don't know it, it's, um, it's very disappointing. Plus, when you win a Loteria and oh, by luck, and because you picked the wrong one, someone won the Loteria, won the game, it, it just, it sours the mood for me a lot the time it's a lot of sour i feel very sour grapes even though it's one of the cooler game shows out there um anyway that's loteria loca and that's uh, raid the cage and game shows are coming back in somewhat style um so that I, so thankfully i i got to take my mind off during the summer I'm watching a lot of game shows. Press for Luck is still the best game show on television. Watch this week's episode and come back to me. I think it's one of the best episodes out there, period, of any game show. Um, the reason I like game shows is the same reason I like video games. Uh, interactive ability. Uh, I'm pretty
pretty sure I've, I've explained this multiple times. The reason I like game shows is not the uh, repetition aspect of a game. Uh, I grew up with game shows with my grandma and everyone will, will go, oh yeah, the great, yeah, that whole story. But it's a really good game show will have the same kind of emotional reaction as any great television show. If it's a mystery show like a Columbo, you want to play along with Columbo and guess before he does, even though the murder's already at the beginning. Uh, or you can, um, or if it's a horror, you know, the don't go in there, don't do this, that kind of yell at the screen mechanic. Uh, I love game shows that are hybrid genres that can try and be an adventure show or try and be a comedy Things like that always, like, appeal to me. I really liked, in, like, a few years ago, there was this trend of, like, horror movie game shows, like, Release the Hounds and Elevator. I would never be on those shows in a heartbeat, but I love that idea of one. And then when a lot of, like, uh, Fear Factor wannabes came in, they tried to do Saw-type traps, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool and clever. I like that, but, but no. <laughs> yeah, it, it's more in studio. It's still everyone wants to do the prices right or something. And even then, they don't take cues from what made the prices right good or what makes Wheel of Fortune a good show or Jeopardy. And apparently, it, it doesn't matter. It's all formats, all meant to be bought and sold, and then gone for two seasons or three seasons and never seen again. Anyway, I really liked uh, Tom Scott's Game Garage on YouTube, and I would, if I had like money <laughs> and a budget, I would try and do a version of that, because I think that was one of the better formats out there, it was like a new video was a new game show idea, and they play it out. I love that. Um, I think that could be a doable kind of game show aspect. Oh well. Um that's one that's on my chart of aspirational things. It's just new game ideas. Uh, anyway, I wrote that down. I have like five different game show formats I want to try out with that. Anyway. Um that's just kind of the way it's going right now with content creation, right? So you just gotta make YouTube videos, and then it, hopefully it's a success. Or you do Mr. Beast. Just, you know, I'm too burnt. I, I think that's the, be the best way to describe it, is if reality isn't hurting me right now, I think if I was back to being a content creator, analyst kind of person, writer, I will be even more annoyed by the landscape of television and movies and YouTube videos that go into my feed every day. Um, you know, people on TikTok uh, are watching clips of YouTube videos in multi-parts or, or full-time movies. Like, here's part one, here's part two. I want to I want to say the nicest thing possible, but I I I, I 
I, I, I'm probably gonna be mean. Why the fuck would you do that? It's, it reminds me of like early YouTube when they would put full on movies, but they had the 15 minute limit. So you would be like, oh, this is a uh, hook part one out of eight. Oh, hook part two out of nine. And then when they get the copyright strikes, you lose like parts four and five. So this is like, oh, part three, part six. What? But this is legally by the studios on the tippy talks. I, I get very confused and I don't know why. I think maybe I'm wrong about this. I think the whole TikTok thing, it's for kids, obviously. It's the newest medium because vertical videos. But I always thought the appeal of that was is like one, the kind of the return to vlogs and personal con like personal skits that kind of aspect where people are dancing or doing jokes or playing with like the fate the filters or one of those reactiony kind of things uh and it's like hey i'm here at this place look at this cool thing follow me for more that kind of aspect like it's like short two to three minute videos and i like that aspect but now it's like sludge videos where it's like a podcast with like subway surfers and like a clip of like flapjack from cartoon network and you're just like what the fuck is this i don't i i can't pay attention to all of this or people putting up full movies and tv shows I think you can do a full-on movie, but I think it should be made for TikTok. I think you could do that. I think, like, but then you're just doing Quibi. I think all you're doing is Quibi originals on TikTok. Which might be the future, who knows? But I just... Something just tells me that's just not what TikTok should really be. I think TikTok should be more of a personality-based format. And it should be more of, like, a... Almost like what we do with YouTube, but sh but shorter and faster, which is what everyone's ripping off on Instagram and YouTube shorts. That, hey, look at this cool fountain. Hey, I'm here at Disneyland. It froze. Hey, have you ever wondered what this game is? Here's a 60 second review. Things like that, and you don't see that much on TikTok these days. Or at least I don't, and I'm on the random worldwide globally kind of feed. Most of the time I see fail videos and someone explaining the fail videos or if that awkward, uh, you know, that those awkward text to speeches where it's like, hey, check out what happens here. It's very fucked up. I don't like it. <laughs> um, anyway, I think TikTok is a good service. I think it's entertaining, but I think a lot of copycats are going to fucking destroy TikTok because... Not because TikTok is popular, but because they want to ruin it. They they want to be the um, what was that? Po what, what was it? The Chin Pokemon episode of South Park. They did the whole Pokemon parody, and then at the end, like the grown-ups got to play Pokemon, and the kids thought it was it was it was gay, so they stopped playing it. That's South Park. Um. But that's kind of what's going to be on TikTok. 
And it's not gonna be like, here's like a senior citizen fucking up. No, 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 not that. It's gonna be things like, hey, we are Instagram, we're doing it too. Or he, X, is gonna do this too. They're gonna try anything they can to try and get rid of TikTok, especially, I would say, in America because of the whole, oh no, China, they will have your personal info. We've gotta beat this because, uh, capitalism. Even though we use China for our manufacturing and all this shit, uh, we gotta stop t- the TikTok. We gotta stop the TikTok, you guys. I'm a- it doesn't matter Democrat or Republican. They're all, I don't like the tickety talks. Gotta stop the tick- tickety talks, boys. Ah. Oh no. A tick. There's a boy pl- talking about his favorite Fortnite dance. And he's using Shrek! No! Oh no! Downfall of Western society! Alright. Anyway, um. Because, like, all the fucking social media people are already trying to incorporate that. They're doing one. What's the fucking new one? The, the Roman Empire? What's your Roman Empire? And I, originally, I thought it was the meme about, like, guys think about the Roman Empire every once a year or twice a year I I've, I don't uh, and then it turned into like a meme about like a hyper focus I think like like what's your expert subject which would be like oh game shows are my Roman Empire no no like what the fuck I don't get it anymore but I'm seeing that in like being co-opted by social media people and it's just kind of silly and also it, it should be when the meme dies is when the brain starts using it. So, sorry, I think when the meme starts being co-opted by, like, Cheerios, that's when he should probably stop. Uh, anyway. Um, I think that's, been, that's about it in terms of uh, the TikToks. They TikTok good. I don't get why you have to watch movies and TV shows on it. You just... I know you don't have the money for, like, Netflix or YouTube things. Hey, just fucking bootleg and pirate it. Like like a good old-fashioned 2000s. Get the lime wire out. All right. Mega upload. That's the whole thing? Uh, probably not. Uh, <laughs> I think the guy became, like, what was it? The guy was not only Trumpy, he's like a total, like, age of consent guy. I don't get it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so. Anyway, uh, the last thing that I, I had on the list is last week, uh, last episode here, I was shooting my shot. Uh, and I'm still gonna shoot that shot. I. Last week, I shot the shot, and I'm gonna keep saying this until it holds true. I'm going to end up making the next G4. And I don't mean a complete failure of video game comedy website. I mean, like, I, I, I think I cracked the code a lot. I'm getting very old, so I can't really be, like, famous face of TV and movies. I'm almost 40. And yet, and it, you can't be a... And, and unfortunately, folks, you can't be a social media influencer when you're in your 40s starting out, even though I've been doing this for 30 fucking years. 
No, you, you can't because, you know, you have to be the kid. So nowadays it's all 20-something-year-olds. It's going to be 18-year-olds. It's going to be esports people. It's going to be the those uh, gen... What do they call it? The Gen Zs doing jet lag. It's the yeah, baby kind of people. Uh, it, it, it's... It's not me. I'm a cranky old guy at this point. Um, but that said, I think I gotta... I know the vibe perfectly for the audiences, and I'm not gonna put those cards out there just yet, but um, I think people are getting tired of, of... I hate to say fake and phony, but I would say they want more authenticity. And I think the problem is a lot of YouTube in general is not authentic and not a lot of uh, what you see online is fun. It's all CGI or virtual reality or green screen. And I think we're going to get back to that early 90s postmodern, make things look shitty as possible, even if it's not that shitty. Like have tripod sticking out, have... Uh, lights shining all over the place. Things that make it look, you know, like you fucking don't care, even though you do care. Because uh, I think that's kind of what the trend is. And if it's not that, it's the, that 2000s pop art style. Those silvers and colors. They want to go back to webkins. Uh, but, but in terms of like. I, I can do that because you got you just gotta figure out Nebula and Dropout and kind of do a best of both of those. Plus, what Giant Bomb did before the buyout at CBS Interactive, and I think you got a winning format there. That's about it. I'm see, I'm basically telling you the, the the rule book here. You be authentic, and then you have something that has the the amount of of shows out like like a dropout like you have like a, one little thing every day and then you have nebula which is most or you do nebula which is mostly content creators putting their shit up but you don't want to go full that guy with the glasses channel awesome on this and you want to do something more giant bomb you in terms of like here's the free shit here's the premium stuff and i think if it was me i would want to make it more community driven in terms of like a game review what do you think of this game? And try and get that sort of uh, consensus. Kind of what you see in the Steam review side or what was originally Metacritic before it became just the laughing stock of everybody who ever plays video games ever. Or even things like Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, anyway. I think it's possible. I would also not want venture capital at all touching this. I think the biggest issue I have with whatever my aspect is with the finances, but venture capital and any of this sort of like tech funding is what would kill it immediately. Because if I get like $100,000, I would need to make $10 million out of it. And it's just not going to happen. That's the worst part about all this. And I think the other part is no one knows who the fuck I am. 
then I have to make some really good content and I don't have the time at the moment. So it's one of those things like if I get this, then this, if I get this, then this, it's such a big puzzle piece and it's such a big headache. And so many people would love to bring on, I would love to have this really cool, I have such a cool idea for a gaming show, I have such a cool idea for another gaming show, a movie, like so many ideas that would feel cool. It's not something Netflix has done, or Disney has done, or Hulu has done, or G4 has done, or Nebula has done. And I think if it could work, if you have the budget for it, and that's always the issue, and you have, like, the hype. And that's also the other thing, is you need to get people interested in your product enough to care for it. Anyway... Uh, next. Uh, speaking of, uh, the reason I brought that up, because I still have those aspirations, I want to make the best game show production house and the best streaming service. I'm actually writing it down now. The G4 reboot in the game show production house. Alright, so... Those are... I'm really writing it down. Because I think it can work. Also, if you're wondering... Because I said that last week. And I did hint it. Yes, tech has to be on there. I think smartphone reviews have to be there. Because smartphones are an everyday part of technology. And it's easy cash grab. I think software is an interesting part. Because we're now in the world of apps and software. And a lot of people are looking for Adobe alternatives, or why should I get the next edition of Adobe? What's cool? What's new? What's these cool features? I don't know. I think we need a show like that. I, I But I don't want to go full into Nebula mode, because Nebula has a few textures like that. One of my favorite things to watch on Nebula besides jet lag is uh, Strange Parts, which is all about technology from the past and present and foreign. And there was this really good video about like Japanese vending machines, which I found very interesting. Uh, things like that would be kind of where I would be heading if I want to do technology, but I don't want to step on any toes. I don't want to do Game Changer, and I don't want to do what Nebula does. I want the... the f There's like a fine balance you can do. And that's why I'm ripping off Attack of the Shell. Yeah, no, an, an X-Play, yeah. Uh, anyway, it's been a full year. On this week, uh, G4 crashed and burned into a fiery corpse through Twitter via Wario64, the same people who give you 20% off game codes. Uh, and everyone's still doing their I can't believe it's gone retrospective thing. Apparently the giant controller was at the Portland uh, Retro Gaming Expo. And that's very cool. Because, uh, hey, G4 be the largest game controller. But at the same time, I, I'm sad G4 is gone, but I don't miss it. Does that make sense? I'm Okay. The best way to describe it is, wow, they should have... It, it's basically that kind of like stages of grief. It's that, wow, I can't believe it's gone. But at the same time, I put so much fucking effort into trying to build the community, and I never really... Uh, I think I was partially responsible for banning a lot of assholes. 
which is why the they're silencing us happened and also poor management I think it's a problem with poor management and chip on the shoulder here and this is also why I don't miss it I was in college when G4 first crashed and burned. I was apl I applied for the internship for Attack of the Show 2012 to 2013. And I actually got the email. And, oh, sorry, we can't do it. We just shut down the fucking show and the show is getting canceled. So, no, Jordan doesn't get the job at G4. Flash forward to this reboot and I'm busting my ass. Hosting, uh, moderating community building you have a few people oh Jordan would be great for G4 never fucking happened and I think there's some problem with management there or someone doesn't like me and I think that uh, partially soured my grapes a lot because the first time around oh that's just a weird coincidence the second time around when you're showing effort and busting your ass to help this place for free you're just kind of pissed off so now this time around, I'm coming out for blood. If I grab G4's license, or if I get money to start a cool gaming website not called G4, it's gonna blow everyone's minds. And I wanna make sure it just destroys everything else. I, I The reason is, and I hate to sound like an egotistical maniac, is I'm getting fucking tired of like, I I know what I'm talking about. I think I know what I'm talking about. I know it, it sounds clip. I know it sounds flippant. I know it sounds funny. A lot of times it is. But I'm sick of having to say I told you show or shutting my mouth up when something bad happens when I knew that was going to happen. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of saying this sucks. This why would people watch this other than you like it? It's not good. A lot of shit online sucks. A lot of it is really just audition tapes to try and be famous people on the internet. I'm not here making this podcast because, oh boy, I want to be the new, like... Th I don't think this is the step to be a game show host. I, uh, I think being a stand-up comedian would be a one or being an actor would be one these days being a of note celebrity is what you need to do having a podcast is not going to do that you need to be of note um and also i would rather make a fucking game show <laughs> i would not want to like, like hosting is fine but i'd rather make it i would want the end i want hey i create a show the guy met That's why all I'm trying to say here is I have to be more behind the scenes, I think. And it sucks ass. But I think I could... I think G4's failures is poor management. And I think it was poor balance of budget and shit. And I've already said this multiple times in other episodes. I hate doing the podcast repeat the anecdote. Hey, no one listens to the fucking episodes anyway, so... Hey, how about that naked attraction, huh? They're showing wheelies out there. Little penises and boobies. Alright. Like you've never seen fucking naked and afraid. Alright. Anyway. Anyway. 
Hi. Uh, well, God, G4 out. Here, here's the thing. They spent so much fucking money on a studio. Spent so much fucking money trying to get esports, and they never really got esports. And they really kind of the person at the helm didn't really care much for it because they kind of broke up with Olivia Munn. So there was no part in the G4 update other than people who were working in productions thinking, oh, this will be fun. I get paid to talk about movies and video games. That's cool. Don't fucking tear their fucking hearts out. Or you, uh, you're only going to name only, but you're using the G4 branding when it should have been something else. I think esports is a scam. I, I, I hate to say that. I think esports is a big scam. I don't think gaming tournaments are a scam. I think the whole, like, I, 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 how do you say it something without getting sued? You know there's teams out there. The hundred phase liquid type of teams out there and I think they're all hype houses they're not really gaming tournament things they're not there to play games they're even they're good at games they're there to essentially play League of Legends and then bank the purse but if the purse is maybe like a million dollars and they're getting paid five million what's how are they gonna recoup the m money Oh, it's Twitch streams. Oh, it's merch. Oh, it's this. But it's on the concept of this will be a big sport one day. And it's been about 15 years. I remember the World Cyber Games. It just... I think it's all a scam. I think this is all like pickleball. They're trying to get on the ground floor of something, throw money at it, and then it's going to burn up in their face. It, it, it's kind of like, um, what was it? Right when WCW, or was it WCW in wrestling? When, before TNA, uh, there was this whole attempt to try and make like eight different wrestling leagues. And they all flopped up in like two weeks. It, it, it's that attempt. It's the, um,. It's everyone's attempt to get right on the ground floor because that's how you make the billions of dollars. You were the first to create Uber or Lyft. And it's not as clean cut as it is. I think gaming tournaments are awesome. I think things like, uh, like Evo are amazing. And I think those do somewhat make their money. I think CEO makes some money, but not Overwatch League. And I think the, the aspect of League of Legends is big in Asia, but so is StarCraft in the 90s. I, I, I think it's a cultural shift. I don't think that many... I, I, honestly, I don't think that many people play League of Legends. I think esports people play it. I think otherwise it's people playing it casually. But it's no different than Fortnite or Roblox or uh, Minecraft. I think Minecraft has a more pull. If you're gonna do gamer bullshit, you do fucking Minecraft. Um, but everyone's doing the Mario and Sonic and all these other EPs and then you have G Fuel and they're saying it's official drink of esports. 
Whoa, it's the worldwide leader in esports, electronic sports. And even then, what's the the sport of like the esport? What is like the game you're doing? If you're doing Call of Duty, what's the game? Is it, is it like free for all? What's the what's the challenge? I think you have to really set boundaries, and I think just speaking in the, in the game concept, I think a lot of esports is very lax, or they only stick to one or two different form, like game modes. And then the whole thing is coding cameras or trying to figure out how to make it seem like a real sport. When I think it, you can do a lot better. And I think it's a big old scam. And I think G4 does know that. I think they just sort of think, well, it's a huge thing. We're spending money on a Spectacore Sports Pyramid in, in Philadelphia. Maybe this will work. I don't... I don't know. When I... When I remember G4 coming back, everyone wanted Attack of the Show and X-Play. Is X-Play coming back? Is, G is, a, is, a, is Attack of the Show coming back? Yeah. I, I mean, it has to, right? It's G4. And then they announced it's coming back, but then what happened was, well, is, is Adam and Morgan coming back? Is Kevin and Olivia coming back? Even though it's been like 12 years. Uh, well, not, not necessarily, but Adam's coming back and Kevin's coming back. Oh, that's cool. Can you put up the old episodes of Attack of the Show and X-Play? They didn't care! They just wanted the fucking reruns and the nostalgia of that. The problem with most reboots, and I should have said this in the last episode, most reboot people just want the same old shit. They don't want anything new. And the problem is, even if you give them, like, pound for pound everything back, it's still gonna be judging and oh, it's not the same. And the, the, even if it was like, we just found this lost episode from the 90s, no. And I think that's a big issue with a lot of, I would say, nostalgia brands. And I think G4's biggest hurdle is not, oh, it got woke. I think though, I mean, I will already say this, they weren't fucking watching the shows. These people don't fucking watch G4, they never fucking did. This is the microaggression reactionary clan. This is no different than the blue checks you see on, on Twitter X. Trying to say some shit opinions so they can get reply guide to so they can bankroll some money. It's just that, but they somehow have followers and really bad reactionary regressive politics. So you have a you have a new character who's black, oh that's woke. You have an old character and you just reskin them black. Oh, that's woke. You have a gay character that's already gay. Oh, that's woke. And they don't care. It's whatever their comment section is microaggressed to and just re-echoing them. They're the fucking echo chamber. They're the snowflake echo chamber that they were campaigning against in Gamergate. They're not the fucking audience for G4. They never fucking watch this shit. But because... Oh no, Frusk. Cater to an audience which will later bleed into G4 because you want to be reactionary trolls. Oh, we should really do something about this. You egg them on. You, you sit, you, first of all, you try and find ways to safely protect Frosk. You double down on the behavior as a proof why it's all shitty. And in three, you basically continue going because those are haters 
and I'd still hate watching it, I'm still watching. But then they couldn't figure that shit out either. They couldn't even figure out how to market their own fucking shows. They couldn't figure a lot of it out. Here's where I'm coming from. I think G4's failures is just lack of communication skills in a lot of the stuff where if something bad like that does happen, there is no PR crisis team already there to, con to kind of fix it. They had to hire out, and that doesn't really work because they don't know what the fuck happened. So they're going to come up with what's the quickest way to do it, and it didn't fucking work. So they fuck up a lot. They do a lot of fuck up, and you can't point fingers at one person or one individual, one team. It's a whole lot of shit that fucked up G4. All I'm saying is, I, if it was me, I would learn from the mistake. I would be trying to fucking do sales. If I'm, I'm just throwing this in a business standpoint, how the fuck did G4 try to make money? How, yeah, like any business is you, 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 you spend money to do uh, make a product, and then you're trying to get that money back in a sales kind of situation, right? Or that's a subscription service if you're doing like what Means TV does, or if you are making merch, maybe you want to recoup it on merch. But the merch is only one little aspect, and you're not really making money through Twitch, even though there's ads. You're gonna make money through advertising, they use your Pizza Hut deals and your Steel Series. But then you lose the Steel Series ad, you lose Pizza Hut because you didn't get enough viewership. And people still don't know if it's on TV. And people still don't know why X plays the way it is. A lack of communication killed that network. And it shouldn't be me to be the communications guy. Because I don't get paid. So here's what I would be throwing out there. If it was me, I'm just going to throw this. I, I, I hate to uh, preach into the void, but hey. Uh, let's hypothetical this. Let's hypothetical right now. Uh, <clears throat> I have bought G4. I don't. We, I mean, Kevin probably has the rights now. But I got G4. What I would be doing right this very moment, first I'll lay low. You wanted to, like, sieve a bit. I would try and market a campaign and build a streaming service. Make, go to g4tv.com to watch our videos. I would not put them on Twitch. I would put clips on YouTube. I would want to make sure it's limited in the amount of uh, expansion other than commercials or clips you can put out there. Hey, one funny segment from Attack of the Show here, or one review from X-Play here. Hey, to watch the full episode, check it out here. I would streamline it so X-Play was half an hour, Attack of the Show was one hour. Not three-hour live streams, not two-hour podcasts. 
I would want to make sure it, it to recast. I think a lot of the cast at G4 who got fired will not want to work back because you fucked up their life in your Comcast. I'm not Comcast, but thinking I'm not a multimillionaire. So I would want to renegotiate and recast and make sure the people I get in the back end, the producers, the writers, they're fairly compensated as well as the cast. I would want the cast to not hate. I love Gerard the Completionist. But I would not want them to be social media people. I don't want them to be a YouTube person that has to juggle uh, their big Twitch stream or their big YouTube series. Because of what I've seen time and time again, it doesn't matter if it's G4 or Smosh or Rooster Teeth. Hey guys, I'm doing Twitter. Oh god, cancel you guys. We had to work extra hard for this thing. Okay, well, it's 2 a.m. I have to go to sleep now. Well, hopefully, we'll do a, we'll, we'll make it up for you in the stream next week. I'll t- so sorry, you guys. I'm just I'm a little tired. Can't do a stream today. Oh, sorry, guys. No YouTube video. Gotta, or I promise you guys a new video every Friday, so I'm going to have to work all the way to 4 a.m. Burn yourself out. It kills these content creators. It doesn't work. It's a, fu- it's a fucking shit show. You don't want to fucking do that. Your show should be the content that they work on, kind of. Get some journalists to be your hosts. You do know that, like, IGN people, they don't really fully... I mean, they all kind of do their own shit now. I mean, that's what Giant Bomb fucking does. But you can easily just cast into that circle the world of game journalism and try to fight into the world of game journalism instead of Twitch streamer because what you see is a lot of people getting paid publicity ads and they don't want that. I think the big issue is also that the economy of what journalism has become since the 90s and 2000s. It's no longer game magazines. It's uh, sort of streaming services and Twitch things and eyeballs. You want Ninja to play your game. I don't, I don't think that's the right approach. I think you want to have Keeley, obviously, do something special for your summer series or your game awards, but that's that's about it in terms of like special events. But you can try and get indie showcases. You can get interviews. You can do all sorts of new ideas. There aren't really new. So, I would be trying to get the rights to indie developers to do little showcases for their games for a new show, and have that be fun. I would try and not have a $50 million studio, have something that's cheaper as shit. Get a fucking warehouse in, like, Brentwood or something. I don't fuck like, where, where, Simi Valley? Uh, Northridge. Go to Northridge and have the studio there. And just build out a mini set. It, it's mostly offices. And guess what? Here's the cool part. Throwing this out there is just like a weird shocker. You can make everyone work from home now these days, right? You can just have them all do work from home. You don't have to have them all in one office. Your meetings are all on Zoom anyway. Hey, what a perk. The only time they should really be in studios if it's a tape or a film thing. We have some coordination on that. 
Wouldn't that be something novel? Hey, they're all in a studio. They all can do stuff. Shoot out of the fucking studio a lot. Shoot at a park. Shoot at a game store. Shoot at an arcade. For the longest time, you know, uh, Adam Sessler hosted an extended play at the Metro at Metreon in San Francisco. You just have to fucking shoot at what? A Dave and Buster's? Like, what the fuck? You do the lack of a, a budget was, was kind of what, what threw me off a lot. I think it is still very doable. I think you have to just go with these little things. For Attack of the Show, it's live an hour like it always is, but you have a lot of pre-tape bullshit. You can make around the net pre-taped. You can make an, an, an a field segment fill up. You can have interviews in studio. You don't have to do uh, what amounts to hold down time with the Twitch. You, you don't ha have to do that. Because, get this, to try and get it all hyped always on doesn't really help with the information aspect and doesn't help with the entertainment aspect. All it's going to be doing is just over-sugaring people that they crash out in an hour. You want to keep them excited and have things they like, things they don't like, and then at the end, oh, that was fun, can't wait to see next week, or can't wait to see next episode. It's a fucking news show. Attack of the Show is mostly e-news, or entertainment tonight, but geek pop culture. And more silly things. It, it should feel more like you're watching, like, Good Morning America, but in the afternoon. I don't know what the f I don't know what. I don't know what to say. It's doable. But a lot of hiccups, and I think a lot of it is... A lot of old Hollywood, new Hollywood, and influencer marketing, and you, you're, you're, you're calling an agency, and they're going to get like, well, we can hire just I Justine. She has over 40 million subscribers. I don't want I Justine. She has her own career. We want new people who could be the new I Justine or a, a compliment to I Justine, so I Justine can show up as an interview. You want to have these people show up for interviews. You want to have them come in. They're still stars and celebrities of the modern day. But you don't want them to be the fucking host. If it was me, I'm again, I hate to I, 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 I hate to go on this long. I wouldn't want Gerard to be a guest. I don't want him to be a host. I don't I I would want whoever's my personality to be the one with Gerard. So then it's like, well, when eventually they want to go off to do their own career, hey, well, hey, they have their own previous knowledge and they can move on. Yeah, it could be the launching pad for creators. It doesn't have to be the place where creators already exist. You want, you want it to feel like an SNL cast. Like, hey, they're there for five years and then they're moving out. Like, it, it's not... An, or they're still there and like Keenan. <laughs> you want some Keenans, obviously. Um, that's just how I'm feeling about this. But I think it, 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 it's a case of... There's a lot of issues to address. And... 
Not a lot of people know what the fuck to do. I think that's the biggest issue. Um, so, I think I went through the entirety of, like, the failures, what I would do differently. Um, it, it's kind of like uh, MTV. I think MTV is, is no longer a viable option. I don't think it has been for quite a while. Not because, oh my god, no more music. People are watching music videos on Vivo and they're sharing things on Spotify and new playlists. Taste and music have changed. It's very sporadic and very uh, spread thin. There's, there's K-pop. There is hip-hop. There is uh, country. There is uh, whatever. There's rock, heavy metal. Whatever Monskine is. There's all sorts of different genres of music. The music is still there. You just don't have a central hub to kind of be the gatekeeper for what music goes on there anymore. It's the same thing with, like, I guess most niche things. You, you, like, for gaming, gaming has also kind of been that way. There's indie games, AAA games, etc. Twitch is there, but you have so many streamers. It's just all the content feels exactly the same. You want something different and unique. And I think the only ones who can kind of do that are kind of gone now. Um, I also think a lot of the, the gaming culture has adapted. A lot of, uh, a lot of it was trying to like screw attack for a while or they wanted to do... Uh, well, well, I mean, for, for me, it was more of... Uh, type review. I had a very distinct uh, stream of consciousness style of writing. Very weird. Um, anyway, uh, I, I think it's still doable. I think there's still a multitude of factors you can go into and try and adapt. But I don't think you can really call it G4 anymore either because that fucking... It already has stink to it. Not just from this reboot, but the last, like, the first era. I think it's mostly... The first era is because it's still the guys' titties, uh, let's make gay jokes. And even though reboot era was trying to get rid of all that shit, it had mixed messaging and poor communication that you ended up having things like name your price, have a more in a bikini, do a bald thing... And while that's entertainment, absolutely, it it's sort of just a joke about streamer culture, not necessarily a TV thing. So yeah, I think there there is a possible to adapt and move and do shit, but I also think on demand's kind of the way to go. And I also think you want to. I think the simplicity answer is you want to make stuff and produce shit that is worthy of people spending money to see or hear more of. That's not this. Absolutely not. I have a tip jar. It's called Patreon, but it's only serves for tips, and I don't think anyone really cares. Uh, so, it's like how, how late night TV should be how should uh, uh, soap operas be? It, it, it's going to be a whole new can of worms. 
Anyway, um, I'll be right back. Uh, my, vo my voice is a little, like, burnt. So here's a song from Whispers, WHSPRS, uh, cut from a new album. This is Night in the Woods. Uh, hope you enjoy. I watched cars go by on the motorway station I watched life go by on the videotape Spent a night in the woods to find direction But I don't know where to go I don't know where to go Oh, oh And maybe it's all in my head All in my head All in my head I'll never be Well, that was fun. All right, so. I think that's going to be it for this week's episode. Um, we went on. Okay. So, we talked a lot about, essentially, uh, game shows. We talked a little bit about uh, Sonic, Jackbox Party Pack. Uh, okay. Let's go into the last last stage here. Uh, <clears throat> so, what if Loteria Loco is just a three-player game, where it was the first to get one Loteria goes on to play for a million dollars instead of just a head-to-head -head contest? What if the Loteria challenges were wild card instead of just a weird challenge for more money, which adds more stakes to the game because having it the prize be a wild card makes it easier for you to get a bingo, but it all involves strategy of what you want to get. Wouldn't that be a novel idea? Anyway. <clears throat> I just wanted to throw that out there. Next. All right. Um, I think I think it's a, it's it's Halloween season. Uh, I'm gonna go check on my mom now and hope she's okay. Uh, I hope you're all doing very well. It's gonna be Halloween time soon. I I have a Gambit costume and a Mountain Dew Baja Blast costume to check in on. It, it fits. I don't know. Very skin headaches. Anyway, I'm gonna go to sleep now. Um, hope you guys uh, get some McBoo buckets or the Mambo sauce or whatever. I I'm gonna hope my mom's okay. Check in on your friends and family. I hope to see you again soon. I, I, I had fun. Uh, until next time, this is Jordan Haas signing off. Good night. <laughs>